everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I have talked to Ryan Rosenthal and Michael Von Fange before. And when we talked before, they were doing simples and simple soup. And you guys had started in the commissary and then gone into some Skyway locations and selling soup. And then you kind of contracted in the coronavirus pandemic and you were doing home delivery, which you're still doing. But all the way along, you've added more products. And the other day, a pile of pizza showed up at my house and I was like, oh my gosh, they're doing pizza, they're doing cookies, they're doing breads. And I think what you're doing is creating a whole fundraising arm. Am I right, gentlemen? Yeah, absolutely. Well, even more broadly than just fundraisers, but it never hurts to have a whole bunch of pizzas show up at your doorstep, right? <laughs> it does not. And they were quite good pizzas. They were, we'll call them chefy pizzas. There was like tamari mushroom, bacon carbonara. I've never had a chamula corn pizza, which was delicious. Plus, you know, the cauliflower barbecue, and then you had sausage and pepperoni and all the things. Okay, yeah. so let's get caught up from when we last podcasted with you and you were just coming out of the pandemic and kind of regrouping and trying to figure out how do we sell as many soup subscriptions as we can. And we'll start from there. Yeah, essentially our, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having us back. We're happy to be here. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, our vision has shifted uh, post-pandemic to to make uh, frozen, easy, delicious, sustainable foods our business. And so we're going to keep adding more categories like pizza uh, in the next few years and keep growing that uh, online shopping and direct delivery business moving forward. So is it like um, the Schwann's of the hipper, younger, better tasting set, perhaps? You, you got it. And okay. with with a key focus, yeah, on, um, you know, the quality of, of the food, to your point, the chef um, component, um, but but especially sustainability and thinking about where, where the food comes from, what's in your food, is it healthy for you, is it healthy for the planet? Here's like a weird generalist statement and probably ageist too, but I'll just go for it. It feels like, so you guys are young, right? I'm going to say you're less than 30, am I right? No, just, over. just a little over. Just okay. Little over. So I'm right in the wheelhouse though. And you guys are as younger people, so smart and concerned about the planet because you want to live here on this planet and you don't want to die and burn up and all the things that could happen when the planet ex- goes into extinction. Us older folks who contributed along with many other generations of the complete ruin of the planet we're like just thinking about like, are we going to get our social security and how are we going to end out our next 20 years? But you guys have to like live here, provide for your family, provide for your kids. And you're all these food makers that are really thinking about sustainability in a very real way, in a way that isn't just like, okay, Hey, it's like really going after it. Absolutely. And that's why we're doing it, really. Um, I mean, that's why we started it was, you know, 
kind of back to the, is it healthy for you and is it healthy for the planet? But that's what keeps Mike and I going every day on that problem. Right. And I think a lot of the inspiration comes from there. There is a lot of hope out there and this is a a big piece of that. And Ryan, I love talking about it in terms of the the regenerative agriculture and the, the soil health. And there's a lot of positives there that there is hope and there's a lot of opportunity to change our path. And we like providing it in the form of delicious food. I mean, what's better than that? We, you know, we think it contributes not only to the planet, but it makes it more delicious. Uh, and yeah, just overall, a lot of benefits. So can I ask about the obvious delivery, you know, because is the planet and using gas to deliver the best way to go? And I'm sure you have figured that out into the whole idea of your carbon footprint as you're really thinking about this. So tell me more about how this model can sustain itself in that way. Yeah, I'd say certainly it's not uh, it's not perfect yet. Um, you know, as we continue to scale and grow, our routes will get more dense and that'll help. Um, but, you know, we do have a long term vision for it's coming out with, uh, you know, electric um, transit vehicles. So we'll be able to harness solar down the road um, for the delivery component. Um, and yeah, and then I think, uh, lost my train of thought here, but it happens. Um, <laughs> like- one, one thing in the short term we're doing that we feel like is an immediate impact is that because we deliver ourselves, we're not, we don't deliver in a bunch of packaging. Yeah. That's one yeah. of our goals is that we're trying to set ourselves up. I mean, in the short term, we don't deliver in cardboard. We don't have insulation. We don't have bunch of ice packs going out with every order Um, we're delivering stuff without all of that so that's one of our key initiatives but hopefully setting ourselves up to in the future work towards more circular options as well if if we're bringing orders out we can take stuff back so you know certainly in our long-term vision we hope that we can you know get beyond just how we deliver the product for like it coming in a reusable bag, but could it come in a reusable container as well that we pick up? So that type of thing is in our thought process for where we could end up in the future. I love that idea. And I have this visual of like a drone with your purple bag, like clamped onto (laughs) it, you know, and it's like hovering above my front door and it's like, let's go. Like, What's that game you play in the arcades, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a purple stork with your favorite yes. sustainable foods. <laughs> now, this probably isn't even in your thinking yet, but I'm just going to give you my free money-making idea. If you like could extrapolate this and you could deliver like other products that are Minnesota makers that can't get to the Amazon level yet because they're not able to, you know, sell pallets and pallets. But like, so my pizza could come with my uh, six pack of Indeed, which I guess I could get that at the (laughs) liquor store, but, and then it could have my Lost Capital Foods hot sauce. And then my Lovejoy's Bloody Mary mix, because I'm having pizza on Saturday, but Sunday morning, I'm going to want a Bloody Mary. Like, that'd be really cool. (laughs) Well, there's no doubt we're going to keep focused on uh, bringing in as much local as we can. Of course, we do that a lot with the the ingredients that we source and the people we work with on that front. Um, We have some incredible partners like Thousand Hills Beef and work with uh, 
you know, their regenerative beef and Larry Schultz organic chicken. We do a lot of work with co-op partners warehouse, which is a incredible partner that helps us do a lot of local small farm sourcing for really great produce. So yeah, it is kind of, it's really cool. If you think about just the produce question, you know, you're putting uh, cauliflower and corn and those kinds of things on your pizzas and to be able to have a source where farmers can locally give those products that then can be used by manufacturers in a bigger way versus, you know, Johnny Farmer trying to sell you a couple heads of cauliflower. That doesn't really work. So it's pretty neat yeah. that we are making those advancements and they're kind of new, really. I mean, since I've been doing this podcast in the last five, six years, those opportunities are way more available than they used to be. Yeah, we're <clears throat> we're very low, lucky here in the Twin Cities Co-op Partners uh, Warehouse is just an exceptional partner that uh, does an amazing job and not everyone has that. And, you know, we have a great co-op um, community here in the Twin Cities and that's, that is the engine that drives it. So we are very lucky on that front. So let's talk two things. One is I do want to talk a little bit about fundraising, but first I want to talk about marketing because this is all about marketing now, right? Because you have to be the place that people are thinking of when they want to order good, sustainable, tasty pizzas. So is it SEO optimization? Is it social? Like what is really moving the needle from your marketing? Yeah, I'll let you talk about fundraisers, Mike, but I I've, sure. I can talk just briefly about, you know, a lot of what we're working on right now is making making sure we highlight the partners we just talked about. You know, what what really is it that's interesting about the food that you're buying? Why does it matter? Why is it making a difference for the world for I mean, for you personally, when you consume a good, healthy product? But why, what is the other impact that it's making? So we're doing lots of work on, on making sure people can understand uh, all of that work that we're doing. Um, and then just trying to work with some partners. So like in, for an example, we just um, partnered with the University of Minnesota Alumni Association to, do, to raise some money for their uh, group for all alumni for the university. So some interesting different local partnerships as well that can help us get the message out, especially if they're aligned with what we're trying to do. How do people find you? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, yeah, that is for for e-commerce, right? Customer acquisition. That's always the that's the big um, you know that's the challenge is always to try to get people to find you. And so we chose those community fundraisers. You had mentioned a couple of times already, Stephanie, is that you know, we decided to take that approach as our primary acquisition channel, you know, to how we reach a broad range of people. And so we decided to partner with these community groups and they're essentially become, you know, people that they, they're partners with us now. So they go and spread the word of our products. They purchase on our website. Um, we handle all payment and delivery logistics uh, which the groups really love from the old traditional model. And then, um, yeah, and then at the end of their fundraiser period, we cut them a check depending on their sales levels. So that's been awesome. I mean, for a lot of reasons. I mean, the primary reason is we're 
we've given over uh, $90,000 back to the community groups, churches, schools, Boy Scout troops, everything. So all that money is going back into our communities and our neighbors and building that community brand equity of a trusted partnership versus going into the Google and social media, um, gigantic, you know, the West Coast. The marketing giant, model. Giant. Yeah. So, yeah. So we love that aspect of it. And, um, and it's just, it's gone really well. I mean, people are very receptive to it. They love that the parents love getting food they enjoy eating versus just more stuff, wrapping paper, yeah. you, know, you know, cookie dough, you know, not to say anything that those are wrong or anything, but we're a great addition to these groups where they can tack it on. It's super easy. And it's just all about blasting their network with a code. That's all it takes. And um, so yeah, we've, we've done really well with that. It continues to grow and it's, it's going really well. Okay. I'm going to ask you a hard question. Are you ready? We'll see. Are, <laughs> are you paying yourselves yet? <laughs> uh, we are. Yeah, we are. Okay. So yeah. you've been at this, it's less than five years, right? No, we're at eight years now. Are you uh, really that long? Seven, okay. Seven and a half. Yeah. September. 2014 but yeah uh still averaging zero but <laughs> did the um did the paying yourself come after the five-year mark about yeah I think so I mean we've always taken a little bit but yeah I would say after the five-year mark is when it actually became a sustainable situation do you feel like you, you know, when you start a business, there's like threshold one of like, can you even sustain it? Then there's threshold two of like, okay, we're making sales. Threshold three is like, we can pay ourselves and we can start to employ others as threshold four. Like, and then five is like, it's too big to shut off. Where do you, are you like between three and five right now? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're, We've built a pretty good sized team and got a, a lot of fantastic people working on moving our our needle. Um, but we got tons of work to do. I mean, we yeah. you know we only have two primary categories, soup and pizza right now and and then we've got you know some of the other categories you mentioned, but they're not big categories. and um, so just, tons of work to do on that front to create much more of a destination to your point earlier of, you know, how do you become part of someone's life for the easy, delicious, sustainable foods? That's going to depend on our ability to provide a substantial offering of options that people feel can be a regular uh, part of their family's lives. And for, for us specifically, we are really trying to focus on um, families in particular that are really busy and, um, you know, want to not trade off health and the planet, um, and even affordability. The stuff we sell is, is relatively speaking is affordable for what you're getting out of it and how we're sourcing the products. So I don't want to overlook the soup either. Cause it's super tasty soup. Absolutely. And just like on a quick note here, we're uh, launching a miso kernza soup here soon. So that'll be really fun. And uh, kernza is the weird perennial grain that is super tasty, <laughs> but there's been some challenges with growing it and figuring it out. General Mills has had a couple crop failures, but they're still at it. 
So, you know, you can only do it in a certain scale at this point. How did you get turned on by Kerenza? Well, the same tie to sustainability, thinking about, you know, what, how does our current agriculture system work? And a lot of that's built on monoculture crops and annual crops that have to be um, tilled to seed. And, and particularly, a lot of them are using herbicides to get them to seed. And so the idea of having a perennial crop like that, where that can stay in the ground and and year after year produce grains and not have to have those that tilling or, or use of herbicides um, has tremendous impacts to the environment and and can store carbon in the soil, which is super cool. So as that's what got us really interested in it. And, and we see our role as a business to be to try to help create an easy way for for the consumers to eat it and yeah. to get it to, to for a farmer to get it to market. Right. And yeah, and at our scale, we're lucky at that. In that, from the standpoint you talked about, it is achievable right now for us to create the product and get it out into market without, you know, worrying about um, not having enough of it in the near term. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, I, you, you guys are like the new milkmen. You know what I mean? <laughs> new age. Yep. Yeah, my sister still has like she lives up in Anoka or Coon Rapids, and she still has like a milkman that comes to the house with butter, and they can order ice cream and food. I'm like, this is so great. Who has this awesome. in the city? No one. That is really cool. <laughs> I think like people that want to be independent should just start selling your products and repping them for you. If uh, <laughs> if people are interested in setting up a fundraiser, like, can they get all the information they need on your website at simpls.com? Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a specific fundraiser link. You just click on it and there's a form right there you can fill out and to get started. And and it is so easy to implement that you can turn it around quickly. So if you want to run one next week or in the next month, we can do that. So very easy. All right. No commitments. You guys were kind enough to send me a promo code on a little card that I got um, when I got my pizzas. Do you want me to put that in the show notes link so that people can, it's, I think, a 20% off code and I'm catching you. I didn't ask your permission in advance, but is it okay <laughs> to put that in the notes so people can try your products? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. I think the code was, I want to say it was Harvest 20. Um, so I'll put that in the show notes. And if you guys want to order some pizzas or honestly, the soups are super delicious too. Uh, it's fun. You guys are great. I'm just happy to see you still kicking it. You just keep reinventing yourselves and moving it forward. <laughs> True entrepreneurs at heart. Thanks for checking back in with us on Makers of Minnesota. I appreciate it. Yeah, we thanks so much for having us. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, okay. Stephanie. Bye. Bye-bye.